0: the adventure jogger a podcast about trail and ultra running meet fascinating runners from the front middle and back of the pack sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running running should be fun and so should running podcasts I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Welcome to another episode of The Adventure Jogger. Jeff Stafford hello, hello. is here. He brought beer. Um, Pabst Blue Ribbon. Red, white, and blue. Yes, Patronotic, yes, very patriotic. Um, I want to say before we get into the, the meat and potatoes of the episode, the one, one of the things that I love about Adventure Jogger listeners is everybody kind of turns into our eyes and ears out there on the trail. Yes. You know, because as much as I'd like to know every story that Ooh. needs to be told, that would be impossible. And so keep those messages coming through Instagram or or Facebook or even sending us an email because so many great stories um are, are need to be shared and we don't know about them and this is the case with this episode uh trina Chelino. Well, you are currently in the car because you just crewed another race uh thank you for joining us on the adventure jogger you sent me, Trina, a a message about, and please don't take this the wrong way. You said there's someone that ran the Tahoe 200 that had no business running the Tahoe 200 and, and somehow made it all work. You need to talk to this person. Trina, set up our guest for you, for us, if you will.
1: Okay, let me... Uh share by saying that um, I met Anna back in um, January when a friend reached out to me asked me would I help pace her at a 200 it was a different 200 and um, and I had never met her didn't know her and just showed up to uh, pace her and we became of course you know fast friends you spend a few miles or a few hours on a trail with some forever friends right Right. so um, unfortunately, that race didn't quite go as planned, and, and she was not able to finish it. But she did ask me to uh, be her coach, and ultimately, her goal was to run Tahoe 200.
0: Mm-hmm. So, let's, go um,
1: right from <laughs> yes, let's go right for
0: the top. Let's go right off the top rope and go for 200 miles.
1: Right. And don't look at her ultra sign up because she's finished one 100 mile race. Went from zero to 100 miles. Finished that, and now she wants to run a 200 mile race. <laughs> of course.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so the woman who who was who was, you, you gave us a tip on who she had no business running the Tahoe 200, but still did anyway. Atlanta, Georgia is her home. Anna Robbins is the runner, and Anna Robbins is on the Adventure Jogger with us right now. Anna, please take no offense to Trina saying that you had no business running Tahoe 200, but there's a story here. How the heck? If you look at your Ultra sign up, it, there is nothing on there that would lead you to believe that this is the a body that's ready for for 200, 200 miles. miles. Yeah, uh, Anna, give us your story uh from the start, your your running journey all the way up to the Tahoe 200 and welcome by the way.
2: Thanks. Um that's great. My my recollection, Trina, of that is I like timidly was like, would you run overnight in the woods with me? And you said yes. And then, which is a little shocking. And then I was like, oh, and actually, I also need someone for Thursday night. And then you were quickly like, I'll do that, too. So Trina and I didn't know each other. Just to clarify, she signed up to run through the night, Tuesday night with me and Thursday night. So what you're uh, saying is like, she
0: had no business crewing you for two nights. That's we, yeah. we're both bold. <laughs> I got. <you. laughs> so Anna, have you always been a runner? No. So I started
2: running <clears throat> um, during the pandemic, and in, in, uh, in uh, September 1st, 2020, was my first run. I was trying to do a couch to 5K, and I realized I couldn't run a tenth of a mile.
0: What? everyone just take a minute now wait a minute that's (laughs) that's not even two years ago wow so many people started running during the pandemic and you're right couch to 5k and they're like you know i did a 5k Ah, i'm good let's go back into the world here you do you, you decide you know like sitting at home i'm gonna start running you do the couch to 5k program and you're like oh shit this is tough
2: yeah, that was hard. The first day was really hard. I was determined to sort of move through it. I think there was like a glitch in it because I, I think I missed a few weeks. I would I was like <laughs> somehow skipping ahead, and I was able to do it. And that was just that was really encouraging. Um, I had a buddy. Who ran, uh, you know, eight eight miles a couple mornings a week, and I just thought that was like the pinnacle.
0: I think there was <laughs> the a glitch in the run. matrix. You go from a five k to a two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> that no coach recommends that. There is yeah. no coach. It's a like no coach. yeah, you know what, five k, five k to two hundred miles. Yeah, we'll get you there in, in less than a year. So you you have this friend that does these eight miles, and your world at this point, Anna, is. 5k is very reasonable it's something that and, and you know you, you you trained yourself to do it was a big accomplishment you've got this crazy friend that runs eight miles what a what a weirdo running these long distances right when did when did the world open up to you that there are far greater distances than even like a marathon
2: yeah yeah well, I should say that at the time, my interest was actually more diet than than running. I was really interested in high fat, low carb diets and like what how that can change your your world view and sort of it really changed my my body. And so what happened to me was I was just trying to go out for seven miles one time. i was trying to work up to be able to run eight miles with this friend. Yeah. And I was going to go out three and a half miles and turn back and when i got to three and a half miles like i looked at my phone and my whatever my morning meeting had canceled or whatever so i i kept running a little bit more and then my next meeting had canceled and before i knew it i had gone out for a seven mile run but i'd run the full belt line around the city it's like 27 miles or something and um and i didn't have water i didn't have food i wasn't i had only ever run you know seven miles (laughs) before wow Um, and I don't know. I mean, I, I knew it was cool. Literally on that run, I googled how far is a marathon because, like, I knew it was somewhere around there, yeah. but I didn't have contact. It's, it's a few miles.
0: <laughs> I love that you're <laughs> you're going for a seven mile run. You get a little ding on your phone, and you're like, "Oh, that meeting's well, canceled." Meeting's canceled. I going, no, meeting's canceled yeah. again. And next thing you know, you're googling, "Hey, how far is a marathon?" And you yeah. had just gone farther than a marathon yeah. at that point.
2: And I texted two people. I didn't know who to text. I texted <laughs> my husband, who's not a runner, and then I texted this this guy who I had wanted to run with who was running, you know, like 8 miles a few times a week. And my husband I sw- I think he didn't even write back. He was like, "Okay."
0: okay Which is cool. all I, felt. And I was like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> and my buddy Jeff was like, "Oh my god. Wait,
2: that's insane.
0: What What are you doing? <laughs> what, are, what are you doing?" <laughs> yeah.
2: And so, yeah. So that was that was the first time it's I sort of like was like ah all right this is a fun thing I, and I can do this you know you go of from like like all uh, ultra runners like basically pretty early on I realized oh I'm, I'm never going to be able to compete on speed
0: <laughs> right I'll go for, I this had grit for days that's amazing you go from five k to a marathon in like no time flat. That's absolutely incredible. What, what 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 was it that tipped you off to the ultra world? Because I mean, technically you your your first real long run was an ultra. I mean.
2: Yeah, yeah. I um I don't know. I had like seen a movie, something like that, you know, watched a couple clips on YouTube, started Googling around Ultra. I can't even remember what the first movie I saw was, but yeah, that I learned about that distance of a hundred, and then very quickly after I learned about two hundred. And so then I was like, okay, well, I want to do a 200 for sure. To which everyone's like, well, why don't you run a marathon? <laughs> I just did, I already did that.
0: that, that that's that's old news. That why bother?
2: <laughs> I really didn't know any runners at all. I couldn't find a coach to take me because every time I would told So also at this point, <laughs> I was telling people that I wanted to run 100 because I figured that that was way more reasonable. So I couldn't find a coach to take me. I I was saying like, oh, I just accidentally ran a marathon and I want to run a hundred and I'm fat adapted. And that's primarily like, I really want a coach who can, you know, also talk with me about that. Yeah. And I mean, the extent of my looking was posting on a few Facebook groups because that was the extent of my network. Uh, Yep. And I found a coach down in Florida, uh, a guy named Denny Cray, who took me on, I think mostly 'Cause he thought it was funny that I I mean <laughs>
0: it was it was it was pity. That's what it was. It was pity. Yeah.
2: It was pity. Yeah.
0: He and probably like, he's probably in the in the coach's chat room. Yeah. Like the running coach chat like, room. Hey. And we, they I said, got a live right, one here. Right. They yeah. said, have you this this Anna Robbins woman, this this lady, she's crazy. She ran a marathon by mistake and now she wants they, to run a hundred miles. No, like everyone's like, Oh, I won't take her on. Oh off. no. The other coach is like, oh, she's I talked to her. I'm like <laughs> I'm like, no way, no, no, go away.
2: Yeah, that, that's exactly how I felt. So I felt like word got out. <laughs> but anyway, he took me on. He was a great coach for me because he really understood my uh he understood not to tell me what to do and just to sort of lead and put things out there and and i didn't know anything at the time but in hindsight i see like also he was training me with pretty high mileage so i think maybe he had a philosophy of like I could probably knock her out of this before the race
0: or something. As long as the check doesn't bounce. I'll fix her wagon. Yeah. I'll fix exactly. her wagon.
2: And so I learned like literally everything I knew from him. I had no other peers. I, I mean, I was reading a lot and listening to podcasts. And I would say basically he, he was training me sort of high in terms of mileage. And I was training myself sort of high just in terms of hours dedicated to the sport. Because in addition, so I was slow. So in addition to running for a really long time, Cause he was training me on mileage by mileage, not by time. And then I was also just like, you know, I had like 10 years of, of podcasts to catch up on and, and, and a lot of books to read and and things like that. And I really just dove all in pretty early on. And, you know, like we all know one of the most important assets you can have in trail running is experience. Mm Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any. Uh, so I figured I was just going to like compensate on every other front. Um, just to give you a sense of the lack of experience. So I, need, I knew I needed to pick a hundred mile race before anybody was going to let me run a 200
0: mile yeah, race. Sure.
2: <clears throat> so I picked my hundred like any good, you know.
0: She's like, okay, all right, about. I'll do a hundred. Jeez.
2: <laughs> I found this website that like chronicalizes the buckles. Yeah. I literally like went through the pictures and found the buckle I liked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a nice one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it.
2: I, I also at that it. time didn't know belt. I didn't know buckle meant belt buckle. I, I, I knew the word buckle, but I didn't. I didn't catch that that's what it was. So,
0: did you think you were going to get a buckle for a pair of shoes or something like a tiny little thing or a buckle for? You had no I idea. Just, I
2: thought it was like an abstract word, like trophy, like it's a thing. Oh. I don't know. I didn't really. I didn't connect it to. It so the, the, the
0: buckle, right? you know, the square thing that. on the pilgrim shoes. R- yeah. Right, that's yeah. what you're gonna get. You're gonna the get buckle. the big, the big pilgrim <laughs> buckle. Anna, what was that hundred miler that you signed up for?
2: Um, that was baby dragon one hundred miler across over the Duncan Ridge Trail in Georgia. Oh, that's that's an easy one. The dunk, you picked it's the Duncan Ridge, Ridge Trail. In,
0: 40,000 feet of elevation in that race. Oh, man. Oh, God. I can see why you had problems with coaches. They're like, this girl has lost it. She just lost it.
2: (laughs) And like the race director called me ahead of time and was like, oh, did you, you know, you should try the 40.
0: No. Hey, ma'am, look at your ultra sign up and I see that, uh, well, it's empty and uh, this is not the easiest 100. Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) you know but you know what's great about this though anna is sometimes you can get too much in your head and sometimes as a runner you can underestimate your abilities and you can you know sell yourself short and you know you want to play it too safe and for you to just have this drive to just do this stuff who who does that Exactly. Is this the type of person you are, Anna? Are you a jump, yep. feet first into everything? Trina's shaking her head. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Anna, you're you're <laughs> yes, a jump. I in. think
2: people who know me would would say that about me. My personal like perspective on myself in this moment was that I noticed a lot of the crazy things that I had done in my life are things where you just sort of have to like jump off and close your eyes and and then the thing happens. Like i have gone into motorcycles for a while. It was all sort of things that were were fast but didn't take this was i wanted to do this because i knew that running was going to be like a sustained effort kind of thing it wasn't Mm -hmm. the kind of thing where you could be all in for two weeks and immerse yourself and then you know sort of be a champion i really was going to have to i was going to have to hang on to this for Sometimes so is it
0: so is it like a bit like bungee jumping where you don't want to think about it you just go do it or or skydiving kind of you, you just go I was do it
2: before. just yeah One, something where you could just be brave for a minute and then the thing would be
0: you're like oh that's it so you yeah. go from being brave for a minute to being brave yeah. for ninety hours yeah. uh, when it's yeah. all said and done at Tahoe how did that first hundred mile go for you Anna
2: it was perfect I mean I I had it really it went so well so i i, I go in and if nobody's thinking i'm going to finish this thing i had trained for a little bit on the duncan ridge trail so that was a i felt like what i didn't have an experience i was going to try and make up by knowing the course and controlling my other variables so i trained on the duncan ridge trail a little bit i mean if i if i'm honest that race was august 13th and on july 4th my husband and i went out to hike the the route and mm-hmm. my husband's an avid very experienced hiker and we DNS. would we could not finish that 20 minute that 20 mile section it was just so gnarly we were bushwhacking it was like so hot and disgusting and there's like bees and it was just awful and that was so that was like five weeks before the race and i just like got so serious at that point i was like okay if i want to do this if i want to finish this race all these things have to happen in the next five weeks including like i need to go back out there tomorrow and 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 get 15 miles by myself i need to stay here you know sunday night and do that monday morning before i go to work and i just like li- i was like everything has to go right at this point so i sort of lined up all those factors including like i knew that coach had to come in town and i had just learned what Pacing was so, yeah. You me. <laughs> um, but the, the main thing was in that race was that I was really able to control nutrition, so there was aid stops every what know like less than 10 miles. Yeah. Uh, because it was like an out and back 20 miles on the Duncan Ridge for 100 miles, so yeah. So that race, I mean, for me, it went perfectly. I mean, when I look back on it, it's so so funny. I literally I wore leggings. Like what you would wear under a dress, like cotton leggings yeah. or leggings throughout the race. I like just so many things that I, I just didn't know. In didn't August. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm wearing them right now, literally. Just let regular little leggings. Like, <laughs> uh. Not running pants. I didn't know about special gear yet. What I, else did I carry? Just all kinds of ridiculous. Stuff.
0: I just love this because here you are. You know, you get into running because of the pandemic and you show up to the race and the race director said, like, hey, listen, th- th- let's do the 40 miler. I'll-, I'll give you a refund on the difference. Right. And and then you show up wearing leggings. You're, you're wearing <laughs> in some, August. Yeah, you're wearing leggings in August, some sort of print leggings. They're thinking <laughs> that you're lost. Like, they're going, This is, is this woman looking for a yoga class? They're Winnie the Pooh leggings, Right, all right? exactly. Yeah. And so, what I love about this is, every, like, very few people probably gave you any chance to finish this race. And you do. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that, that's absolutely incredible.
2: It was a perfect race. Like, I knew it when I was running that I knew when it was over, everything was perfect. The weather was perfect. My crew was perfect. I had worked it out and gotten pacers for the time I could have pacers. Like just everything was on. My nutrition was good. My electrolytes were good. Uh, I mean, it was definitely by far the farthest I had ever run, but, but I knew like this is what they're talking about when they say perfect day. I have no experience as my first race, literally my first race ever in my life but I even knew then it was perfect. Like
0: the first race ever in your life, period yeah. <laughs> is, is, yeah. is the baby dragon on the Duncan Ridge <laughs> trail. trail. Yeah. <laughs> well, why not? I mean, Anna, Anna,
2: I thought it was being tame because I
0: had just seen the Barkley Marathons movie, you know. So I was like, "Oh my God!" Well, you need to, Laz, Laz, if you're listening, I know you probably don't listen. Just get Anna into Barkley. Honestly, (laughs) I think it's just the person you need to get on that course. Oh God! Just because nobody can ever uh, can ever sell her short again. So, what was it like finishing your first race? You'd never experienced finishing an organized race before, and you've just finished. A brutal, gnarly hundred miler, just to get the buckle. You have no idea at this point how big this dang thing is, but you'll yeah.
2: know. <laughs> no, it was so awesome. I mean, it felt so awesome. Again, I had like I had nothing to compare it to, so I didn't, I didn't know. But it was awesome. My my husband was there. My coach came in with you know that original coach came in with me. I was, it was like a big "I told you so." You know, uh, baby dragon is not a really. Not that many people run that race, probably because it's pretty gnarly. But so I got second place female. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> you know what I mean? I finished the course. I, I, It was great. It was amazing. I got a blister at mile 99. I thought the world was ending. I was like, I'm going <laughs> to die. I walked the last mile. I thought the blister was like. When I ended up taking my shoe off, it was nothing. It was like a tiny little hotspot, but in my mind. like, that thing's
0: like a pancake size, yeah. (laughs) That is absolutely incredible. You finished that first 100 miler after going to hike the Duncan Ridge Trail five weeks before and not even able to finish the whole 20 miles as a hike. And then you, you finish this thing. So 200 miles comes on your radar. What is the first 200 miler that you sign up for?
2: Uh, Tahoe.
0: Okay, so Tahoe was the yep, thing. I signed
2: up for Tahoe and Bugfoot right after that. that okay, hundred mile, and then I realized, like, okay, how am I going to acculturate my family and friends to this idea? <laughs> <laughs> right? So, yeah. Um, so I thought, well, that that baby dragon was pretty boring. I mean, meaning like I knew that course really yeah. well. I thought that, I thought that fierce dragon, which is the 200 mile version of baby dragon on that same gnarly course. I actually thought, even though that was good in my mind, like even though that was such a hard course first I had a big advantage. Cause like, I really knew it. it it's near my house. I could train on it. I knew that there's a lot of rest stops. I just felt like I could be removing a bunch of variables if I just did what I already knew. So, um, so I signed up for that race in January. That's that was in January this past January. I signed up for Fierce Dragon, which was 200 miles. There was a couple of things that were a little bit different about it than the 100 mile race. I mean, first of all, 200 versus 100, right. so you know, in it's just a little thing.
0: Yeah, it was a little, just, just a little, little double in the distance, just a little thing.
2: I think the main differences are like nutrition and sleeping. Having to figure out sleeping. Mm-hmm. And That race was is weird. It has weird rules. You know, like. This sport is completely unregulated. I don't know what (laughs) if that's how you guys describe it, but it's like every race director is their own
0: Mm -hmm. party of shit. My race, my rules. That's the truth.
2: So this race, like one of the things that really got me in the end was you were allowed to have pacers every other 20 miles. So like once I had gotten to like 120, and Trina had paced me two nights, but I was so – I did not manage to sleep well. And I was so fatigued and just my brain was misfiring. I was making poor decisions. I was getting lost on a trail I knew really well. And at that point I was like a mile 126 because that year he added a pointless elevation change. So it was like 126 and I had to turn around and run 20 miles by myself on no sleep, like and a storm was coming over Kusa. And I just, I, I really got to the point where I, I was like, this is not safe. It's not safe for me to be out there in the woods
0: alone. So you had to Uh, you had had to to pull the plug on that one.
2: I DNF'd on that one.
0: Yeah, so so,
2: Um, that was an important turning point because that is when I got Trina as my coach.
0: So Trina, let's just back up for a (laughs) second. You get an email from. uh, How did Anna contact you, Trina? you, You just share the story of how you got into Anna's world.
1: Yeah, well, we were we had a mutual friend who I had actually crewed for him and his running partner at a few years ago at the same race. So he probably thought Anna needs some help. She's helped me. She'll probably help Anna. I'm one of those people that, Hey, if somebody needs help and I can help them, I'm going to help them. So she was looking for pacers for that, for that fierce dragon race. Mm -hmm. And I was able to go up and help. I'd never met her. I mean, we had zoomed once or twice, but never actually met in person. And so, but I was introduced to her through a mutual friend.
0: Did you look at her ultra sign up? Did you did you get the fact that this Good woman had, had run one 100 miler and that's it?
1: I don't think when I was first pacing her that that mattered to me. Like, I just went to help someone who needed help pacing. Yeah. Right. So, you know, that what whatever her, you know, uh, previous, you know, experience was wasn't really part of that. It was I, I was happy to help pace her. I knew the trail and I knew I could help her. Yeah. Two days. At, at a, I think it was like, it's a five night type race. It's like you go over 20 mile and then you can have a pacer back. Then right. you got to go over 20 miles, pacer back. So I paced her the first night that she got out to 20 and then someone else paced her the second night. And then I jumped in and paced her the third night. And that's where kind of things started to really unravel in a lot of ways. So
0: at some point during either one of those pacing sessions, did she, did she tell you, like, hey, I did this couch to 5K like, like a month, like a <laughs> right, year ago, yeah. and then I ran 100, and, and here I am in the 200 world. Did what you get you, that story at some point? I like me now. Yeah. Right. It
1: would come out at some point that she really didn't have a lot of experience and that her coach was like a half marathon coach or something
2: <laughs> like that. <laughs> You left book, that out. Wrote, he wrote. He literally wrote the book on how to write a half ma- run a half marathon. I only realized that during my 100 mile race. Like I was like, I should buy his book. And it came in the mail, and it's like how to run a half. Marathon.
0: Is it Jack Daniels? Is that who your coach was?
2: Uh-uh. Okay. Danny Cray.
0: Okay. Oh, that's right. You said that earlier on. Yeah, but he's a half marathon coach, and he's like,
2: oh, okay,
1: oh, okay. <laughs> in a uh, 200 mile race right it's, it's close to a half marathon it's close but
2: you know remember i didn't have a lot of race experience and right. i do not have a lot of experience in my I, this is my first race i i mean i failed i dnf'd i was hor- mortified yeah
0: Anna, yeah, you had was, no race experience. Uh, let's just put that. Let's, let's not say I don't have much. race You had yeah. no race
2: experience.
1: Well, all my race experience had been victorious to that <laughs> point. Right, right. right? She had a hundred percent on her ultra. Sorry yeah, not, but I, was, I had hundred
0: percent. And then it all hit the fan. <laughs> so, so this doesn't go well. You know, you try the fierce dragon. It, it doesn't go well. You have to. You have to pull the plug. Trina, was there something about Anna that that kind of made you go like this gal just the, a couple of changes could really make a go at this
1: I I think that I don't I'm not sure after pacing somebody for two nights now you're friends right mm-hmm. like I remember on <clears throat> a video after the very first night, I paced her and I'm at work the next day, but going to go up the next night. And she sends me a video saying, oh, I hope you're doing great today. I'm doing great. And I'm so happy you came and paced me. And now I have you in my life forever. And you're my friend. <laughs> you know, like, you become attached to someone. You become I mean, it only takes one night in the woods. And now you're you know, best of friends. Right. And so I think I was endeared to Anna to do whatever I could to help her. Right. Like now she's a friend and I'm going to help my friend. And if my friend has a big dream, I'm going to jump on her dream with her and help her get to realize her dream.
0: What was the differences? Now you had a half marathon coach. And then you, you, you say, you tell the half marathon coach, like, listen, this was great. But you just don't th- – this isn't a half marathon. I want to do a 200. I'm going to gonna. I'm gonna change coaches. I'm dumping you.
2: For- yeah, that was hard. It was hard because I really like him and think he's a fantastic coach. And also to clarify, I, I, Ellie, or try and Trina if you disagree, but Trina wasn't trying to, like, get me as a client. Well, well, I from. realized I was like, oh, she's next level. She's, like, dropping the names of all these races. I'm like, oh, there's more than three 100s <laughs> in the world? I didn't know. You know, like <laughs> – it was just just so obvious the wealth of knowledge she was, and again, I was always just trying to hack my way to experience, and and you know I needed to accumulate.
0: When you break up with a coach, though, Anna, do you drop the whole "it's not you, it's me" line?
2: It was, it was, it was so hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I also I think it was I said like you know you it's incredible you've gotten me this far, but the truth is like I need you know he had never run a ultra marathon at all, and now right. I was going for two hundred.
0: But I'll tell you. He's telling all his coaching buddies though. Like I took this gal on a dare, and I and I, I she finished a hundred. So he uses you as bragging rights for yeah. his coaching service. Yeah. Like you
2: know and he should. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. What was one of the big changes you noticed, Anna, when you, you you dropped your first coach and Trina? What was the difference in training philosophies?
2: Um. Well, a few things. I mean, I, I definitely trained lower with Trina, and Trina was. I don't. Yeah, and Trina was pretty insistent that I get a little bit more race experience too. So, you know, I heard a study or something you guys were reporting on one one of your podcasts about lone pack versus wolf. Like, yes, how to yeah, like yep. run. I'm totally definitely a. Loner. We have a
0: listener. We have one listener. <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
2: I definitely yep. love running alone. And that you know that was sort of what I like. One of the things I liked about running. So I was I, I had resisted anybody else's suggestion to get into a race. Um, but Trina just slowly got me into a couple more races and built that experience. Yeah, and just I was training less mileage. I don't know. It, and training by hours, I guess that was a big change too. It's Trina's, interesting. For Trina, My assignments would be like two and a half. You know, two hour run, on, one hour run. On.
0: It's interesting, and and Trina, you can jump in on this. <clears throat> it does seem like. The sport and, and the success stories of the sport, you're hearing more and more lower mileage. And by lower mileage, I mean, there was a time in the sport when the elites were running 200 miles a week. And we saw how unsustainable <laughs> that was by people that were just, you know, they were just, they weren't, they weren't making it. They were-, they were It destroys they were, your body. Exactly. And, and I know Carl Meltzer has been screaming from the rooftops- for over a decade Low that miles. You, you don't need to be doing 150 200 mile weeks he he does it all on 75 miles for for his peak week trina do do you see like like, like what is your thoughts on, on training volume and, and, and that sort of thing and have you noticed that as well that training volume seems to be going down and you're seeing more success with lower training volume
1: yeah i for sure and i'm also one of these coaches that looks at people's life and sees a lot of stress sees a lot of things and go, you know, this is for fun, right? Like right. we're running for fun. We're not Carl Meltzer's. We're not the elites. We're not out there winning stuff. So I'm trying to also help find that balance between how do we balance life? How do we balance running? How do we balance training? And no, I don't think it has to be super, super high mileage, but like in Anna's case, it had a lot to do with the experience. And then after the DNF at Fierce Dragon, which was really, really hard on her. Yeah. Um, She needed some confidence and and i wanted her she had run both of those races only the one race director she had no experience with any other race director or any other race or you know being in a race where there's even a lot of runners around her and things like that so um so there was a lot of those kinds of things that made a lot more difference to me than high mileage
2: all right
0: right? like yeah it's important you're right because you you lost your swagger at that point i mean you cruise through this 100-miler like it's nothing. You're like, oh, this is easy. Why doesn't anybody do this couch to 100K or couch to 100-miler? And then you, you, it doesn't go your way during the 200. And you got to get that swagger back. And it seemed like doing those other races where there's more people around kind of got your confidence back up. Is that is that correct, Donna?
2: Yeah, I mean, also – after the so I had done like a lot of research about 100s and so knew you know knew as much as I could do I had done no research about what happens to your body after a 100 Mm -hmm. so after that first 100 mile race my body swelled up I was like I had no idea that was gonna happen I had no idea about recovery or anything like that after I attempted that first 200 and DNF'd at like 126 my body was phenomenal afterwards like I went on a hike the next day I felt really good so like I knew that you know, I knew I was still learning. It was really it was really hard for me to not be successful at that, but I I did know it was part of the learning process. Yeah, I don't know if that answers the
0: question. No, that's that's a, that answers it quite quite well. Good job, Anna. Um mm-hmm. so let's let's go to Tahoe two hundred. There you are. You've got your 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 the Georgia's going out west. You're out there west. you are in California. Um you've got your crew ready. You've got some confidence. You've got a new training style. You've got a new coach. Your pacer's ready. Let's go. What was it like? Start us from the gun of the Tahoe 200.
2: Well, I'll start you right before the gun, which is at, at the day before I also met Mike McKnight, who I like idolized. So that was like, it was like meeting Obama. I was like, <laughs> so starstruck. <laughs> and I, I've i listened to all his stuff and I'm interested in that way of eating. And so I asked him like a last minute question. Like, I still don't really understand what you do with carbs on race day. And he's like, eat carbs, eat carbs, eat carbs. Yeah. Um, and that was like very helpful to have him be the one to whisper that into my ear right before the race, because I was still sort of not, you know, still sort of holding back on that a little bit. So that, anyway, that was the day before
0: that was important. You geeked out. Your husband has no idea who this guy is. Like who's this right. dude with the white shop teacher glasses? What's going yeah, right. on here?
2: No. I mean the whole thing, the <laughs> poor guy, can we just give a shout out to all of our spouses who are not ultra runners who yes. put up with this? It's yes. Like- what a yeah. weird dream. weirdo <laughs> I
1: think that Anna needs to go back just a tad because when we got ready to go to Tahoe probably a month out or so she has no pacers we <laughs> literally are ready to go to Tahoe I'm going to crew her and pace her thumb, but we need pacers we don't have yeah. anybody and so that's really where it kind of like is like we pull together or she pulls together the most mm-hmm. ragtag team <laughs> of pacers and and uh, and I don't know what her thoughts were I'm thinking I don't know how we're going to do this <laughs> this is a disaster yeah.
2: so much so much of the good stuff in my life in the last couple of years has come from just pulling together random pacers yeah. like you for one trina um yeah I didn't have any pacers I don't know what I was thinking I guess I thought like I'll just find some and fly them out there and then tickets are like $2000 a flight you know I don't know what I was thinking but Eventually, um I I joined a bunch of running groups out in Nevada and in California and posted on there like, Hey, I'm a Georgia runner coming out there. Would anybody be willing to pace me? Uh, and I got four people to say yes. Oh wow. And so that was our that was our crew. And,
0: and I can only them. imagine too, by the way, that these people that, that that agreed to you at some point they went, I wanna see what this what's it Texas gals ultrasound. <laughs> what? Whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. <laughs> no, because these weren't it's, you it's, say? it's more than that. We're looking at their Ultra sign up and their Ultra sign up looks about like Honest. <laughs> All <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, these people have never run Ultras, never paced, never you know been at you know, these big races, <laughs> and never run overnight. I'm like, oh my god. See, this <laughs> isn't alarming to
2: me. It's so funny to hear now that it was alarming
0: to you, because I was like, OK. I could- <laughs>
1: I was alarmed at all because I'm like, well, we're going to make this work. You know, we got to make this work. But it was so funny because it's like she's sending me their ultra signups, and I'm looking at them and she's said, well, they don't got much experience.
2: <laughs>
0: God <laughs> bless.
2: Um, so we when I'm getting out there to um, to Homewood, California. And we missed our flight and jumped in a rental car in uh, L.A. to go to Reno
0: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. <laughs> man so yeah, there's, m- there's more that. to this story obviously yeah <laughs> well you hear the mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so all of that happens you've got the local uh 5k uh, club out volunteering <laughs> right. to, to crew you with really no experience if no one no one I'm, knows i'm the a only a- person that really knows what they're doing and all this is trina and she's like oh my god I'm i gotta a, babysit here. all these kids i'm here to pace the right. 5k Right. All of a sudden Trina's the bus driver having to keep these kids quiet and get Literally. them all set for for days on end. Sit down. Right. Stop. You I will you uh, talk when I talk to you. Go get the bottles. Go get the top. Go. As Trina's just But, do. but I have
1: to say like one of the what on one of our calls and on a you know we had this call and I told them all, you know, here's our plan, but it's not going to go to plan probably. And who knows what's going to happen, but when Anna comes in or when we see Anna, all of that happens behind the scenes, she's not to know any of it. Right. Like they're keeping all the stress away from her. And actually, while, you know, we make fun that they that they hadn't paced, they hadn't done all this stuff. She'll she'll tell you the story. But you could not have asked for a more perfect team because she finished. Right. Right. So obviously, they were awesome.
0: Spoiler alert. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, all of that happens on it. This is looking like this is not going to happen. All of these things. And then Mike McKnight whispers those sweet carb words in your ear. Just eat all the carbs. Eat Eat them all when you're out there. And so you line up, you get all set up. Are you you wearing leggings for the Tahoe 200 or did you? No, trina
2: to... had me in real, real oh, oh my my the investment in ultra running since trina has become my coach has been asked astro- i had to sell a house to buy all this running gear but <laughs> uh, but i have the right gear you gotta now. get
0: poles you gotta get this oh. you gotta get that headlamps oh yeah, my god! it's no joke gun goes off anna you know you're you're on you're on course you are running the tahoe I 200 just
2: imagine, that's my first time ever with people around me
0: oh running. yeah yeah like it's
2: like a real race like on tv
0: mm-hmm. this is a big deal um, at this point this is not
2: yeah, mm-hmm. the local so race like, with five people it's like a two two mile climb straight up that ski slope in the beginning that's pretty gnarly and intimidating um but yeah, you know, I, I really had my head in the game. I did a lot of mental training for this race mm-hmm. too. I had to, I had run a race a few weeks earlier and gotten really swollen and not, not like injured, but just I was beat up. I was swollen. Um, so I hadn't been training a lot the few weeks before, or at least not distance wise, but I've been doing a lot of mental training. Mm-hmm. So I really at mile two, I knew, all right, focus on this mile. Take this really slow and easy. I went really slow for the first 10 miles was like all the way at the, the back of the pack. Um, I had not practiced my nutrition plan or, you know, sort of any of the best practices, but Trina had got me on my spring energy, which is at least like closest to what my normal eating habits are of, of like sort of natural foods.
0: Can so I say I the really speed nuts, by the way, yeah. the, the speed nuts, when you can have a cal- yeah, when, you, when you have a gel, that's got 250 calories. That's yeah. a, that's a game changer.
2: Totally. So, you know, I had, you know, Trina told me eat one of these every hour or whatever it was, I carried three of them or whatever to get to mile 10. I was feeling, right. I was feeling slow. I had visited with some people. It was beautiful. Um, I ate those three energy gels. I was like, okay, this is good. You were allowed to have a drop bag at mile 10, but I was like, why would you, <laughs> why would you have a drop bag at mile 10? Come on. I had been running out does. on the DRT by myself for, you know, 20, 30 miles. So I get there, I guess I'm one of the last ones into the aid station and they're out of basically everything, including my spring energy. And the next Ugh. aid station is 20 more miles. And I just like, I went from ah, you're at 10 miles to my world just ended. I was like, you're out of gels. I mean, I was like, so eight. I was Let's see
0: the ultra runner look and face. Oh, that oh. is. Oh, what? what? You're out of gels?
1: And so spring was a <laughs> The oh somewhere.
0: man. It's so it's not like, you know, they were they were sponsored by Hammer and they had a handful right. of Montana Huckleberry. Oh <laughs> God. Spring was was the sponsor, and they were all out. By the time you got to the first aid station, they were all out. You know why. Right. The aid Everybody loaded up on them there. Yeah, that's what it is. They're like, yeah,
2: yeah. They're like, oh sorry, the front runners took them all. I'm like, sorry.
0: Uh, I paid <laughs> I, just I as much as they did for my entry fee.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah
0: no soup so guy, for me what
2: this volunteer who was helping me who ends up being from georgia which is hilarious this guy brian who's from savannah i don't know what he was doing there why i was volunteering why i had a truck there but uh he went to his truck and got me all the nutrition out of his truck which was a couple of my spring energies and like whatever else he had and i was like okay at least i'm back in the i thought like i came all the way out here and i'm gonna end this race at like mile 12 because i don't have nutrition that is that will be sad you know
0: wow that was also a pretty
2: tight cutoff that first 10 miles oh yeah um or i was tight too i was close to it i guess anyway so then i ran another 20 miles and i got to see my crew at mile 30 for the first time mm-hmm. so that was great i don't remember a lot about that stuff do you trina
1: yeah your crew consisted of me that's yeah. all you did. That was it. you <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: uh, why i don't remember much it was just it was just uh, trina
1: yeah. So, I, yeah, I met her. I kind of walked out on the trails and we had another local Georgia runner and her, their crew was there at the same time. So, you know, she came in, they, they at least had some more food, not necessarily the food she was happy about them having. So she was still again at the back, Yeah, not as food, but I think we like got her patched up and, you know, got her repacked and got her more spring
0: and, you know, sent her out. I don't, I don't want to sound like an asshole but I'm going to sound (laughs) like an asshole. If you pay (laughs) $1,400 for an entry fee, there is no excuse to run out of food. There is none. $1,400. The Mm -hmm. money that race is bringing in, there is no excuse. They should have so much speed nuts. They should just line the trail with them. Like, oh, man, what are you going to do with all these speed nuts? You know, they should have so much food that they're like, I I don't even know what we're going to do with this. The fact that the first aid station, like, oh, sorry, we're all out. And then the second aid station is like, I think we got a cracker over there, and maybe there's one spring. Like, that's... We got a Slim Jim. I'm sorry, that's unexcusable with a $1,400 entry fee. It really is. So I was an asshole for a minute. I'm sorry. We're moving I
1: Don't, on. Know. I, don't get honest started. I'm sure she's going to <laughs> you. know, that's, that's so
0: unlike you to be an asshole. It happens every once in a while. I get to be a, yeah. an asshole every once in a while. So so this
2: is... Trina gave me my nighttime gear. You must have given yeah. me my nighttime gear there at 30, right, Trina? I guess. Yeah. yeah then you- I was running through the night. That was my first night alone, and I got very sick. I Ooh. got... With, with a cough. I got a very bad cough. Like my lungs were so full of liquid. I just sounded so horrible. I remember being on these switchbacks, like somewhere between mile, uh, somewhere around mile 40. And like, people on the switchbacks could hear me, you know, you're you're going by the same people. And it was like, I'm like, I'm like, so. She's gonna cough up a lung. Which, what I didn't know at that point, or really what I didn't really know till the end of the race was that other people, I'm still suffering from it, I don't know if you can hear me. Yeah. <laughs> but what I didn't know till the end of the race is that many people suffered from what I guess they called the Tahoe cough, which I don't know if it's about like the pollen up there or the dry air or inhaling yeah. dust. But um but I had this horrible cough for like, you know, basically like 170 miles.
0: That's that's do you think of how crazy that is? You've got these low points so far. I mean, you're you're 40, yeah. 50 miles in and it's just low, low, low it's not looking good right no it's really not you're like oh man i just gave i I paid two thousand dollars to fly out here i gave i gave uh fifteen hundred dollars or fourteen hundred dollars for an entry fee they're out of food is this is not ending well and you've got these ragtag group of pacers that are asleep they have no idea what they're going to do when did things was there a moment anna where things turned around where did it change and it got and it got better
2: I know that we are describing it as a lot of suffering right now, in hindsight. I don't think that was necessarily my perspective at the time. I don't think I was coming in being like, oh, this is horrible. Something's got to get. (laughs) Yeah. So I I got through that night. I I buddied up with this runner named Matt Miller, which I was glad about because I had spent a lot of time alone in the woods. But, you know, at a certain point, it's good to be with someone. So I came into 50, which is where I had my first pacer and got to see Trin again. I wasn't feeling good. I was just, my lungs were in horrible condition. Um,
1: she went and saw the medic there. In fact, that was one of the first things she told me. She's telling me about the cough because I meet her on the trail to kind of get the update as we go into the aid station. And she's like, I want to see the medic. And I'm like, it's mile 50. And in my mind, I'm thinking we're seeing the medic. He's going to listen to your lungs. This doesn't sound good at mile 50,
0: right? Yeah. right?
2: and i knew that too but i also knew oh I mean, yeah my, basically my commitment to myself was not to cause permanent damage so i i actually thought like well, this could be real i mean i was really sick yeah anyway so um then i laid at, at he i don't think knew how to use a stethoscope i think he was like a <laughs> i'll tape your feet kind of <laughs> medic <laughs> dr fauci <laughs> and then i laid down i guess for like an hour and a half trina I was like my alarm. Yeah, that was the first
1: deviation from the plan. We didn't plan for her to sleep 50 miles in. So right. you know, so yeah. So she obviously had this cough. She needed to lay down and try to sleep. And and I'm sure she just thought, oh, I'm gonna feel better if I get some sleep, right?
0: Right.
2: Well, I actually was like, I was like, I need some sleep, and you were like, Okay. And I was like, Oh. Well <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be like, it. no, <laughs> But I, that I ended, ended up with
1: what? I have to kind of roll with it and yeah. just try to adjust the plan as we go and not like stress you out like Oh no you can't sleep here we can't do this.
0: Right.
2: That ended up being tough because I fell right to sleep and got whatever an hour and a half but I woke up sick. I woke up like sick to my stomach and just not well and dizzy and sweating. So it took about 30 minutes I think there for Trina to sort of put me back together. Um, And for me to go out with that first pacer. So that was sort of a low point. It was just rough. Mm -hmm. Like I felt rough.
0: Yep. How'd your first pacer go? How was that? Was that nice to have some, have a pacer? Was it a moment where you're like, okay, this is great.
2: And she was so cool. She had hiked the whole um, Arizona trail um, and was like a new mom. She was a state park interpreter. She was just cool. She knew everything, you know, all the flora and fauna. I just had a great time with her. I think Trina was a little stressed because I, I didn't have a watch through all of this and I, but i learned later from trina we got like a little bit behind from where we that was sort of when i you know i had taken an hour and a half nap and then i started to slow down a little
0: bit no watch
2: yeah i didn't have
0: a <laughs> wow you're probably the only person on course without a watch
2: and i had one but it wasn't charged oh gotcha okay on. i was gotcha. wearing it but it wasn't on it
0: was dead okay gotcha gotcha
1: 50 miles you know
0: (laughs) right 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 exactly so the day progresses you know you're you're moving that was a
2: great day with 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 yeah that was a great day with my first pacer caitlin it was awesome i just enjoyed myself i didn't realize i was falling behind or anything like that um and then we came in then what happened trina then we came in where we switched
1: pacer, so this is kind of the funniest behind the story, whether she knows it or not. So the next pacer, I'm meeting her, and I'm like, okay, we're going to have to really push on a little bit now. It's time to kind of push her. We've fallen behind. And probably 30 minutes into that changeover, she's texting me going, she hates me. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, she's like, it's on off, and I'm like, it's, it's okay. just It's okay. <laughs> right. I don't, don't worry about it. Yeah, just you got to, you know, sometimes you just have to push. I mean, Anna's the type of person that when you have to get tough with her, you just get a little bit tough with her. And it, and she loved all her pacers. But, you know, sometimes you just have to do,
0: we had to do that. Well, isn't it that one thing, too? I mean, especially when you're picking up pacers, the, 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 you, you don't take anything personally, especially as you get later into the race. I wasn't
2: race. even privy to any of this. Like, I didn't know that. You just found it
0: out. That.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this woman was crazy. She had done a race earlier in the day. I think also on the Tahoe Rim Trail. Like, yeah, it just all came together.
1: She did that sky race that was in uh, Squaw Valley the week before Tahoe. You know, they have that sky running race or whatever. Yeah. I think she did like the 10K or, I mean, I don't know what distance. I don't remember. It was a shorter (laughs) distance. Right. done that earlier in the morning.
2: But anyway, she paced me in from like whatever that was, like whatever, 83 to 100 and back. So this this year Tahoe wasn't fully around the lake because of the still... Recovering from the wildfires right. from last year. So it was a really a 100 mile out and back course. Um,
0: that's that's going to be kind of nice though, because you, you start to remember certain things and, and you're looking for things, right?
2: Yeah. As soon as they turned around at 100, I realized I would have realized it before the turnaround that I was coming back and like been thoughtful about, <laughs> like, oh, this is this section or that. Yeah. It didn't really occur to me to like, no. I
0: should pay course. attention. What? You're yeah. like, I'm going back? What are you talking about? Like, it all looks new. Well, mm-hmm. and here's the thing. If it's an out-and-back, how did they run out of food at the first aid station? Because that's also the last aid station. Did they did they not have food when you that's came back around?
2: Oh, that, yeah, was- that particular aid station that was then at 190 did have food on the way back. The best food. The best food. We had great food. Yeah, but... but- Yes, this question really irked me throughout the entire race. Like, because it wasn't just that first aid station that was, in my opinion, did not have enough nutrition.
0: Oh, Um, this was across the board.
2: It was was a theme. Yeah.
0: Okay. It was. It was was the theme of the race.
2: But again, I'm coming in as a novice. I know nothing. I've watched like some movie about Candace saying that these are like restaurants in the woods, and that's the idea I'm going in with. That these are restaurants in the woods, and that just
0: you are underwhelmed though at this point you are underwhelmed you are like yeah you're like i'm not leaving a tip they are not (laughs) getting a tip i'm going to speak to the manager when it's all done this is not going good
1: yeah and i'm getting text messages from pacers going she wants a pizza bring a pizza
0: (laughs) (laughs) i I want pizza too you know (laughs) i gotta go drive around california and find a pizza
1: yeah, um, no problem. I'll be
0: there in twenty minutes. <laughs> there's got to be a Hunts Brothers somewhere around here, <laughs> right? right. There's no Hunts Brothers in California. You learned that one. So you, you make your way on back. Were there moments? I mean, what did you have like a high point? Was there a oh my god? I'm I'm moving pretty quick with all these miles on my legs.
2: That was a good like those last whatever it was twenty five or so miles or twenty miles, I guess, going into. Heavenly, their turnaround was pretty good. And then also at some point, so I had a new pacer, so that was fun. We're going different pace. She, you know, she had just done something interesting. We were chatting. Then at some point, we picked up like a delirious pacer, a delirious runner. And that really gave me purpose. I was like, come on, Cody, stay with us. Keep following (laughs) us. Come on, stay with us. Like I became his. You
0: can do it. Right. yeah, Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so that, that, at least felt like a different change of pace, and then I knew my husband was going to be at mile one hundred too. So I was excited to to um to come in there, but I was still really hacking away. I mean, I, my whole oh, yeah. body was sore from coughing. You know how mm-hmm. you're <laughs> that's like, yeah, and yeah. I just sounded it was cool. a major
1: nap place too. Like at the turnaround, the plan was take a good nap again or get her like a decent amount of time. And she wakes up sick just like she was the last time. Like totally like can't stand up, laying on the ground, mm-hmm. like really sick. Like and I'm thinking, Oh, like, there again. we go.
0: Like, right. We're halfway at this right. 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 Well, yes.
2: this is the set two out of two times that I've slept that I've it's taken me a half an hour to get myself right after the sleep. So now I'm like, we're thinking, Oh, it's gonna cut into every other sleep if you need a half an hour to get right.
0: So let's just fast forward a bit. Um and, and let's talk about that finish line. Going from the couch to five K program, running that hundred miler, failing your first two hundred miler, you the the, the you, they, they, they what the hay is in the barn at this point. You're smelling the barn at this mm-hmm. point. What was it like going in to that finish line? Um, those last couple miles of the Tahoe two hundred as you knew that this was going to happen.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was awesome. I I had gotten to Trina at mile 170, and that was sort of when I'm like, okay, well, I got to Trina. I'm definitely going to finish this thing at right. this point. You know, she's not going to let me not finish at this point. But the last 10 miles <coughs> were equally difficult as they were in the beginning, and it was really hard for me to get oxygen. So, while like when we got to mile 190, there was a party happening at that aid station. Like, I guess there's something I don't I, didn't, I wasn't familiar with this, but I guess there's something where they there's some incentive to like come in at the last hour. There's like more cheering or whatever. Gotcha. So I think people sort of hang out there, trying to come in at the last hour. And Trina and I were like, let's not do that. Let's Let's, let's do that. just move right. out. Yeah. yeah, let's get this you know, you, you, I left there, like warm food, everyone's so happy. And I was like, 10 miles, this is nothing, you know? But it was so hard, I could not get oxygen. I could not breathe. I just could not breathe and uh it's just climbing and climbing and climbing so really the 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 last stint was pretty difficult and then before you get over and start sort of start going down to where you think you're gonna get more oxygen Mm. you're climbing over ice and you know it's still pretty yeah not treacherous but it's still pretty you know it's still you're still you're still in a difficult race at that point but anyway once we started getting down to altitude and i could get more air yeah, it was just amazing. I was so excited. I've never run so fast as I ran through the finish. My body <laughs> felt amazing. Like, you know how, I mean, you guys are guys, yeah. but usually usually at the end of a race, by the time you're like squatting down to go to the bathroom, it's like you're, everything hurts, you know, to squat down and get back up. I didn't have any of that. I just like, my body felt, besides my lungs, my body felt great.
0: How incredible. And what did you learn about yourself, Ana? As, as we, as we you know, wrap up this episode you share this incredible story. Nobody expected you to do this. What did you learn about yourself doing all of this?
2: Um, well, I would say like the thing that I think is most interesting about all this is um, is sort of the mental toughness training that I did, and I really, I I, I really took a letter from this new book by um, Addie Bracy, Mental Training for Ultra Running. Um, and I had done a lot of, I was really interested in the topic ahead of that, but, um, yeah, but that's sort of what I'll leave you with is just like the physical is, is definitely a piece of it. Of course you need that endurance and and that practice and that stamina. And then, you know, so much of it is just in your head and what can you, what can you convince yourself to overcome and what kind of tools can you have in your back pocket to, to, uh. You know to
0: endure, and you just need Trina. That's just all you just got to call Trina. Need. Trina
2: is the bomb diggity
1: coach. <laughs> <laughs> the last, uh, so I paced her then at, at the last thirty miles. Yeah. So when she got to me, she meant she got to me. I like made her take a nap on the trail, which she had never done, and and different things. Dirt but- nap. <laughs> We, yeah, I'm, I'm our first time we got to where we were on the top of the hard climb and we had five miles. We really totally enjoyed the the whole thing. We were taking pictures. We were really trying to take it all in knowing she, here she is going to drop into Tahoe uh, or the finish line and how I knew how special that was going to be for her, but it was really, really like a neat, like a celebratory five miles coming down that thing.
0: That's so cool, nice. five miles! And remember, you got into this to run a five k. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just absolutely amazing, Anna Robbins. What a story! I can't. There's nothing that What's can stop next? you. I, I there's nothing you can say now that you'll do next. Or I'll go like, ah, she, she'll probably finish it. What uh-huh. are you going to do next, knowing that you've got that 200 mile finish? You're going to do the Bigfoot 200 as well?
2: Yep, Trina and I are getting ready for Bigfoot now,
0: and then yeah. Just give her the buckle we, we, now. Just give her oh, the buckle. We
2: need,
1: yeah, we need some more ragtag pacers though. So yeah, we we'll do need the pacers. word out. <laughs> I don't know what you're oh,
0: doing we'll put right? the word out then. Yeah, ragtag pacers and candace order more spring energy drink there's no excuse to run out of out, out of any of that stuff when people are paying that kind of money you should have so much left over that you should just like i I not know all this stuff exactly just just just, just my note <laughs> just order more get more spring all right thank you both so much for joining us on the adventure jogger what a heck of a story anna I can't wait to see what you do next. Trina, it's always good talking to you. We'll have to have you on for your own special episode because you've done a whole lot of things we can go on for hours about, I'm sure.
2: Hundreds of hundreds.
0: (laughs) For sure, for sure.
1: Thank you for having us. It
0: was great having you on adventure jogger.com for back episodes. You can even get your own adventure jogger race team shirt there as well. If you want to join the team, go check it out. Adventure jogger.com. We are 100% listener supported. You can make a monthly pledge on our Patreon page. Just search the adventure jogger on Patreon or go to the adventure Join the community on Facebook and Instagram by searching the adventure jogger and subscribe to the adventure jogger wherever you get your podcasts. So you don't miss a single episode.